Hello everyone, welcome to another episode on Hasbro So today on the podcast, I have with me a very special, special guest. The one and only, amiable, beautiful, Samirat. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Alright, so um, Samirat, so uh, I just would like you to introduce yourself. Okay. Alright, my name is Samirat and um, I am 23 years old. Um... I am currently um, in college right now and um, living in the United States, obviously. And um, let's see, what else do you want to know about me? All right, perfect. Actually, uh, so this is how it goes, right? So, if I'm not mistaken, I know that I met you through my girlfriend, uh, yes. Falasha Day, and uh, you know, she's also the CEO of Shade's Ladies. Yes. You're not fully beautiful. She yes. has a lot of types. Now she's doing crochet. Have <laughs> you? She's doing crochet. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, you know, so, and I know that uh, you are just a very lovely lady. The first time I met you, I was like, oh, this girl, she's 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 authentic. And, Thank and, you. And um, FYI, you are, I can see you are maybe one of the biggest, one of the biggest Astropods um, fans and supporters and i really really i'm so excited that you are here with us today yeah thank you it's very a, much for having me so today like i said this whole thing is um it's about it's, it's like it's co-hosting uh you are not like i'm not interviewing you because i'm not i'm not even a journalist yes. we're just having fun as friends as people that have known each other for a long time and uh, we are just trying to just uh express ourselves and whatever we have interest in and stuff like that it's really okay uh, uh, it's, 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 it's an open book really okay so um, i'm just gonna look at something i'm just gonna look at something real quick now i know that they might not know mm-hmm. but you're a nigerian yes you were born and raised in nigeria mm-hmm. and it's a good thing so am I, and I think Shadi asked. No, Shadi was born here. Shadi's a Shadi na yanki yanki. All the way. Okay. <laughs> so, but most of all of us we are raised in, in Nigeria. Nigeria, yeah. And this is not like a Nigerian thing, or whatever. But it's it, hello. This is my community, so that's mm-hmm. why. So I know one day I'll have some of my uh, friends from other um, race and all that coming to the podcast and have their voices heard. Now, I just want to say this real quick. What do you? Th- Growing up in Nigeria, what's your experience like in Nigeria? In Nigeria, well, growing up, I was very, very sheltered, you know, by my mom. And my dad wasn't really around most of the time. He used to, like, come to America, um, travel all around. So, I mostly grew up with my mom. And she never really let us, you know, like, you know, hang out with other kids. And um, she always made sure that we were, like, you know, just sheltered generally. And so, because of that, I kind of missed that experience of, you know, like hanging out with friends, going out to parties. Like, I never really did that, you know, back in Nigeria. And because of, I also had, like, um two, I think, yeah, I had, like, three younger siblings, but two little siblings. I was mostly there for them, like, you know, raising them and, you know, making sure that, you know, they are good and everything. While my mom would go to, like, you know, the markets and all that. So I would say that growing up in Nigeria was pretty much, like, a learning, it's just, like, it was that experience shaped me into who I am now. Yeah. You know, just like having that responsibility because I've always had that responsibility as a kid. So that's just basically how I see like what my, my growing up in Nigeria is just like shapes me to 
become who I am right now in the United States. Okay. Yes. All the way from Uh, Nigeria (laughs) to America. Have you? (laughs) Oh, interesting, interesting. So now, like, I mean, for me, 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 I was like, me, I was born and raised in Nigeria. Oh, wow. I mean, my own experience, I was not, I won't say I was overly sheltered like that, but it was more like, we have, um, my family was a little bit broken up, so yes. I was raised by by family members, okay. by, by relatives, and they were really supportive of me from day one. They mm-hmm. helped me, they raised me, they groomed me, and I will forever thank them for what they did in my life. Okay. So for me, it was, but I had a I had the opportunity to be with to be to be with guys. So I was, you know, we had I played a lot of soccer. Like I was really good at playing soccer when I was back in the day. But some say yes. I'm not that good, but whatever. <laughs> I'm better than you. Have you? <laughs> you believe that matters, I think. <laughs> so there's that part of it. And um, mm-hmm. it's just, uh, you know, it was it was a good experience for me, you know. You know, even the the darkest of days was still uh, accompanied by some lo- level of um, kindness and love and, and um, care. Yes. So it was still a good one for me all, all around. Mm-hmm. And I came coming to America here, you know, we're gonna go that actually. So okay. let's start talking about our experience in America. Okay. Let's yeah, leave Nigeria so, alone though. Hmm. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so what is your experience like in America since you've been here? Okay, so when um my dad told us that we we're coming to America, I was very, very, very excited. I was like, Oh my god, I'm coming to America. I'm coming to enjoy this, like, you know, this life. Like there was this image I built in my head of what America is supposed to be. But let's just say I was very, very disappointed when I came here. I was ah, like, why not? There was no money on the trip. Those was not it in gold. For real, like that's what that's what they'll make you think. Like even the movies, Hollywood glamorized America oh, so much no, that no. It's crazy. in Nigeria you'd be like, wow, this place is literally heaven. So that was like my idea coming to America. But when I got here, it just hits me at first because. Firstly, the house that we moved to was not really like the house that I had in my mind. You thought it was gonna be like a mansion. Like a mansion. <laughs> like a, like, like a, uh, my cribs. I'm you telling know, you. MTV, like, MTV my yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so when I first saw the house, I'm like, hmm, okay. I just try to keep an open mind, and then you know, like before we moved to where we are staying now, we actually stayed in. You know, an apartment of like, let's say, three or four people staying together. So I was like, ah, wow, this one is not life. Or this is not, this is not the American <laughs> life. This is not the American life that I experienced. Yeah, it's not life, right? And so it just took me. And my dad was like, you know what? This is how it is here. You know, you just have to. In America, you come here to work hard, you know, in order to make it, you know. And I was like, wow. And as time went on, you know, I started getting used to, oh, wow, that this American dream that I had in my head that oh I'm coming to a mansion to come and relax and enjoy myself that that's not the way it is that in order for it to be actually to actually be comfortable in America you have to put in the work you have to work and yeah so that's the next thing like my dad told me that you know what you know figure out your school and then you also have to get a job and then you know and um start making money to contribute you know to the house bills and all that and that was exactly what I did so i'll say so far living in america one thing that i would say is that it's not cut out to, it's not cut out as it is like what nigerians think it is you know nigerians think that oh whenever somebody's coming to america is like ah 
That's people are thinking ah, that you've already made it in life. Exactly. I think you already made it in life. Not knowing that when you come here, in fact, I feel like I'm even more privileged because I have other friends that you know, international students, and they even have it more that for me. I have my green card and you know, permanent residence and all that. But I have friends that you know that have their international um passports and all that. That he has international students, and it's even harder for them. So um yeah, so far it's just been like you know me trying to adjust and i feel like even now so i'm still adjusting because in nigeria i did not really you know we had like our own we had our own house we had you know <laughs> things going on for us in nigeria but here you know it's just like working 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 school and i just feel like it's a ongoing like there's no it's like a circle of just doing the same thing and it's kind of stressful to be honest yes living absolutely. here is stressful <laughs> you see you see um in my own case right so now this is the thing uh you know when my dad told I mean I knew that we I'll become to America like many years ago, before I even came to America because mm-hmm. my dad has always told us that okay that he's here to make sure that we, we also come join join at some point but I was like ah huh, when he's getting long when I go to bring us <laughs> America let us not live this American life but um after a while when when eventually got here it was okay like wait this is like Nigeria too like I'm like wait which neighborhood is this are we still in America <laughs> I'm seeing so many black people in this place where are the yes, white people exactly. <laughs> Exactly, tell me about it. Right, the white folks. This one is a scam. This one is a scam. Like, why? Like, listen, listen. um, Before I even go any further, like, for those that are listening to me right now, this is like this. I I think I said this on my um Instagram like one time like that. That things like this always happen where our people come on the podcast and they'll be like a co-host. It's not like regular time where where you hear me talk about real issues and and I kind of break them down, analyze them, and I'm a little bit more. Uh, like more measure. This one is like it's like it's a fun. I mean, that one too is fun, but now I have a, a a guest with me that's coasting with me, and it's it's yes. the whole idea is to have people come here and just be in their own element and just express themselves the best way they can. Mm-hmm. And is this just me, natural right now? So I'm not reading off the script. I'm not trying to remember a particular quote or anything. I'm just saying things from top of my head, like the way Samira is saying. And before yes. Samira leaves, she would she will giving us uh uh Instagram. I um um. Account, yes, then and so that maybe for those of us that want to check out on Instagram and Twitter, mm-hmm. she's very active. She's, I mean, she got some really nice stuff going on on, on, on oh, social thank media. You. She's, she, 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 she got it going on, thank you know. You. Uh, so now talking about the the Nigerian thing, uh, coming to America, you know what, you know what really annoyed me the most, mm-hmm. right, is the fact that. You know this. There's this cartoon that I I'd actually watch when I was back home. Which I'm not cartoon? a big fan of cartoons, but mm-hmm. I you know I, I love my Tom and Jerry. You know yes. Tom and Jerry is like like ah, go standard. Oh my yeah. After that mm-hmm. one, there's one called Pinky and Brain. The oh Pinky my god, and the I brain, watched that growing up. Mm, I watched that. Well, there's a genius. The yeah. others they say yo. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm telling you the Pinky, the Pinky and, and the, the brain, 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 brain. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Now the Pinky and the Brain is one cartoon. That's really, as, as as much as I love it. You know, those things they were, they were mice, right? Those yeah. two mice, yeah. And they were white, so it kind of in my brain I'd be thinking that yo, oh, in America they have white mice in America. I don't want to mm-hmm. be this see all this crazy right mice in, in Nigeria, is black brown mm-hmm. mice. So mm-hmm. I thought God they, they they scammed us. So I thought in my scam. head that that when I get get to America I'm gonna see white mice that abuse themselves that mm-hmm. are smart and intelligent. You yeah. know, mice that will not mess your shit up and stuff. Bro, ah, no, but you do be that. 
America. First of all, I saw the biggest of mice in my like life. Never seen. Yo, this mice eat pizza. Ah, oh America my god! With wow. pizza, with cheese, they Linguini. love it. They are big. They are li- really, really big, and there's a lot yeah. of them, in, especially in New York City. Especially now, in the transit. I'm again. telling you, oh my you know, god. one of the reasons why I, I, I just got get that cab is because I'm like, listen, I'm just tired of getting into, into the subway mm-hmm. and I have to contend with people, with mice, with dirt. <laughs> with, with, I mean, but I think that's what makes New York what it is. Yes. And I'm not. We are not trying to like black um least america whatever no mm-hmm. this is the place to be for those of you that, that have not been in a place like america we wish we hope you can get someday because it's, yes. it's, it's truly a land of dreams it's, mm-hmm. it's truly a place where dreams do come true that's that's you know, fact it's you are not uh being silenced in every, any way shape or form mm-hmm. and america also embrace their own failures their own yes. um, shortcomings america mm-hmm. is the best don't get me twisted i'm not missing nigeria like all of us in nigeria but yeah <laughs> those of you in nigeria have it good because you guys don't have to pay crazy bills like you exactly. do here. You guys don't have to get mm-hmm. a, a super tax or all those kind of things. And Facts. you guys have to work overnight. Like I used to work overnight and stuff. If I still work overnight. So mm-hmm. those are the things that we have to be content with when we get to America. Mm-hmm. It's crazy out here. You have it's to have like a here. different mindset I'm when you come you, to America. That it's different. If you don't work, you won't be able to pay your bills. So it's just like in Nigeria, you can have like family members or, you know, people to actually like help you. But when you come to America, there's limited help, you know, so you have to have that mindset that, you know what, you can't just be sitting down and be expecting money to come to you. No, you actually have to go and, you know, work for the money and you have to put in, you know, the effort to actually, you know, get yourself, at least just even if you don't even want to continue working for the rest of your life, just like, you know, get yourself settled in this country. That's like literally the first thing you have to, you know, just put yourself out there. You can't just stay inside and expect things to work out for you. So I feel like that's, that's America. You have to put yourself out there. So yeah, I'm telling you, America is one of those countries, man. It's it's it's. I mean, is is I you work hard and then you got to go to school too, because unlike where we Definitely. come from, where you know you you in Nigeria, you go to school, but you may not get the job when you when you're done with schooling. Mm-hmm. In this country, most of the time you don't get the job. Yeah, you may not get the job right away because like there's a million one of you can get the same job but you get a job at least you get something that is tangible something yes. that you, 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 if, you, if you if you can live within your means mm-hmm. you'll be okay no matter how you, no matter how shitty that job is mm-hmm. if you live within your means you'll be fine, you'll be fine. Yeah. that's one thing about this country it's such a beautiful country another thing again that different. I feel like about this country is uh, even if you're like an high school student right you can actually still find a job that you know can sustain you yeah. you know but in Nigeria I feel like once you finish high school I don't think you can find a good job exactly or except if you know you put out a stand you're selling like you know cards or all those kind of things but for you to actually get like an actual job in a company or in an establishment it's very very hard to do that once you finish high school you don't have your papers no people that even have their papers in nigeria they're not even seeing they're not even getting you know like the jobs that they want so think about it when you finish high school you don't have any um you don't have any papers or whatever that like people just they, they don't really value you know high school students in their establishment like that mm-hmm. they just feel like there's no value but over here even if you finish high school you can still get a job that pays like at least minimum wage you understand? right right absolutely and and, and you know like i guess i guess this will be this will, this will be a very good segue to the nigerian situation because the thing is that i think i think like nigeria as good as nigeria is and all that but the fact that guys don't like if you don't know somebody 
Mm-hmm. You cannot get to where you want to get to. You can't. You can't. You can't move like in Nigeria. You don't. You have to have a connection to yes. with someone mm-hmm. up there that can say, "Oh, that boy is my brother. Is my niece, whatever." Yes. In, in over here, you, you don't have to know anybody. You know, you just have to um, go online and you know just or if it's any uh, employment um, job, whatever on the street, yeah. just walk in and they're gonna check you and see if you go, if you if you meet their criteria, Fact, yeah. they'll give you the job. I think if, the moment Nigeria begins to move away from knowing people mm-hmm. to actually giving like giving people just based on their merits yeah i think i think we start making progress um stepping to real progress because we still have that you must know one general you must exactly. know one ig you must know one uncle that is, is a top guy in the civil service mm-hmm. that makes it really hard because now everybody's brain to know that person that's going to change their life that's true. you don't have to pray for that in america really you just if you can get it if you're good enough for the job and if you're humble if you if you sound smart and you have a this you can say that you have interest in that job yes you'll get it you'll get it yeah. they'll give you that the chance you get yeah. it yeah mm-hmm. that's so, true there's there's uh favorite going on here in america too you know people may like uh a jewish person or or, or an italian person that's their preference, but still, you're still going to get your own ch- chance at some point. That's the good yes. thing about this country. Mm-hmm. So, Before let's talk about Nigeria, actually. Okay. Since we just, all of us are Nigerians, so please, don't, you. if you're listening, don't be jealous of your Nigerians. So. Have you, Niger for life. Niger for life. So, now, um, so what do you think about the NSAS pro- um, protest? Oh, wow. Okay. This, this is a very heavy topic for me because you know i've actually carried this answers on top of my head and i feel like every nigerian ought to carry this answers on top of their head you feel me because at the beginning there were some people that you know were a bit hesitant about it but i didn't even want to talk about that that's not really my business but for me it's just like it's very very sad what is going on in nigeria right now where you know there's no freedom to actually you know, there's no freedom to actually be yourself, to dress the way you like, you know, to have your personality. And if you're someone that likes dressing, or there's no, there's like, they really limit that chance for you to do that in Nigeria. And the NSAS protest, which started basically to end SARS, you know, has already become something much more bigger because why the, um, the people in government, they don't want to like, you know, give us what we want. And literally we're just asking for a chance to leave like that's just it we're asking for a chance to you know to have the freedom to you know do whatever we want free it's not like as if oh, we are criminals or whatever you know you know you already know they are typical this thing now like if you have dreads you're a criminal if you have iphone you're a criminal if you have this you're a criminal so it's just that we ask them for basic things you know basic basic things that oh, okay we want the government to do, to do for us we don't want these sad people out there killing us you know and they just made it like a really big deal and then they went on to uh to kill more people. Right. Like how do you how do you kill people because they are asking for this? And we went out peacefully to protest. We went out, you know, to let our voices be heard. But then they decided that you know what, so we are going to kill them. And I'm just thinking, like, the people in the government is that they don't have common sense or what? Because if you kill us, how is that going to solve anything? Right. Because I think that this is like the past, you know, the past generations where oh, we'll just you know kill them. And then they'll be afraid and they'll go into hiding and they will never hear from them anymore. But they don't know that this generation that we have right now, we are the coconut head. <laughs> we are the coconut head generation. Chin, chin is every, I'm is telling you, we don't, we don't, we're not going to settle for it. So now it's just like a lot of things. Now it's not more about answers. Answers is just like the statements. I feel like answers is now much, much 
bigger than NSAS. And now we want to like work on bad governance. We want to work on, you know, corruption. We want to work on, you know, just different sectors of the government where, you know, they are lacking, they are lacking, you know, proper governance because I feel like, I don't know if they are good leaders in Nigeria. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think they are good leaders in Nigeria? Honestly, <laughs> you see, the thing about this NSAS thing is that, um, I, I don't know if you know, I know I, I was part of the group people that protested here in New York. Yes, yeah, um, same. I was, I, I was given the privilege to be on the, on the stage for a few minutes mm-hmm. and I voiced my own, um, my feelings, my thoughts. Now, the thing about NSAS, I mean, I've made like three, I think about three episodes of talking about NSAS. Mm-hmm. I said it when, on that very day when I went to talk, when I, did, when I went to address the crowd that we don't want bad governance, yep. you know, we, we, injustice, uh, impunity, and the rest of them. We don't want it no more in Nigeria. And that's what people are actually protesting. I, mm-hmm. I, I think these guys don't understand it. NSAS is like a, it's like a, um, like a, like an inflection point. Yeah. It's just like a place where people don't say, okay, no, let's just start with this one. Mm-hmm. Let's just call it something. Let's, let, let's just call it something. But, um, the 1020 massacre in, in Lekki. Oh my God. Will that never be so forgotten. Sad. Never forgotten. Uh, you know, it's funny because the governments are saying that if indeed people were killed, that mm-hmm. is, that people should come out. But yeah. believe it, believe it or not, on that very day when I heard that stuff, all right, when DJ Switch, what was that? Yes, yeah, when she DJ had the, the life, I didn't watch it, but mm-hmm. my cousin Nigeria told me everything, yeah. and he told me that, listen, these soldiers are cutting away with the bodies. So those wow. were falling, like those were being shot. Mm-hmm. Like they moved, they, they literally went to the crowd and picked those bodies. I said, wow, they are literally cleaning evidence. So now the government is not telling us now that, listen, guys, if you think truly they, they shot and killed you guys, shot, where's the body? Exactly. Man, brother, you already took the bodies, man. What are you talking about? You already took the bodies, you know? So there's that part of it. Mm-hmm. Now, another thing is they're saying that the, the, the bullets that was fired were blank bullets, that blank mm-hmm. bullets don't kill. Excuse me. We don't know blank. We don't know what that's not blank. Exactly. But when people are dead, people are dead. And I mean, it's yeah, just okay. crazy. Go ahead, please. I feel like, you know, we... Cause I watch I I watch um DJ Switch's um DJ Switch live. Mm-hmm. I watched it for a short period of time because I could not even take like I was just feeling very very um traumatized by everything that was going on. But I literally saw somebody losing blood. Hmm. You know, I saw somebody. I was hearing gunshots left, right, front, center. So I don't know why the government why they feel like they can always cover up these things because the evidence is there. Because they are so used to Nigerians, you know, whenever they, like, for instance, they said that, oh, uh, snake. We, <laughs> snake will steal money. Exactly. Monkey cutted the river with funds. They, always, they are so thing. used to coming up with stupid stories. And we are so used to laughing about it, like, ha, 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 okay, we'll laugh about it and then forget about it. So I feel like that's what they are trying to do with this answers, um thing as well. Like, they are trying to, oh, bring that same narrative that, okay, we're just going to come up with a story and they will laugh about it. And, you know, they would talk about it for a little while and then forget about it. But they don't know that, you know, we are just tired. I feel like this generation, like, we are very, very tired of, you know, the older generation taking advantage of, you know, of not only the younger generation, but everybody in general. We're tired of them stealing from us. We're tired of them, you know, like, telling us, oh, you can't do this. And now I hear that they want to, like, bring, a, they want to enact a social media bill. Um, a social yeah, media they're bill. working on that. They're, work, they're working hard on that. Uh, they're working real hard on that. I mean, Desmond Elliott said some stupid things, which he has apologized <laughs> There's oh a lady God. called uh, Mama, Mama Mwo or whatever her name is. Exactly, uh, the lady that um, <laughs> Bodhisola, 
um, <laughs> Ali Macaulay is her name. And yes. Actually, when I saw that stuff, I, I had to tweet at her like, Madam, you are, you are falling our hand. Like, you cannot mm-hmm. be talking like this. You cannot, you cannot, you, I mean, see, what they start talking about, oh, in other, con- in, in other climes, there are people there, they are jobless, but not do stupid things. Uh, mm-hmm. But Nigeria, brother, you should be ashamed of yourself. Exactly. Because it's your job, you the government people, to create jobs for the people. Mm-hmm. It's not just to make that, sh- to make sure that the, the environment is set up in such a way that it's a, it is a business friendly, that people can come and invest their money and they get return of, on their investment. Yes. It's not, yo, if I come to Nigeria now and I put money somewhere and I'm not getting money back, and you want, I, I would like, want to hire people when I'm not making my money. When, when, when like my, like, it's like you, like a song sheet, basically, like, yes. like the money's gone and there's no way, like, it's the government job to make sure that everything is set up. Exactly. That is transparent enough that people can invest in the country, and as and as a result, the, once the middle class is um is um strengthened, people will feel empowered to invest, and they will, they will hire people to work for them or for, work with them. Mm-hmm. Now, if people are jobless, it's a direct direct um uh 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 can I put it? It's directly speaking to the incompetence of the government. Mm-hmm. So That's it's a, so now this thing is is there are many the there are many, are not, they're not doing their job at all they are doing the exact opposite. There are many layers to this thing this mm-hmm. entire stuff and I I, I I think let me just say this quickly. Firstly, this generation that is protesting, mm-hmm. I mean I mean when I protested, my dad called me. If, 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 if my mom called me that, why am I protesting? Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but they know that I'm I'm I mean no harm. I'm just but I will say what I have to say. Exactly. This is that this is not new. People have been protesting since the time of um Abaume riots mm-hmm. before the independence time. People protested during uh, after even during the days of Abiola, they protested. Yes. Even just recently, they did occupy Nigeria. So people protest a lot. So protest is not a new thing. Protest is a way of people um you know like letting the powers that be know that this thing that you're doing, we're not for this thing. So mm-hmm. you have to change that thing. Exactly. Now the issue with NSAS and um Nigeria situation and all that. I say this, Nigeria's problem is not just the police that they want them to reform. Mm-hmm. Nigeria's problem, because that lady had the nerve to say that the youth in Nigeria, they are all, they're always high on drugs. Can you imagine? You know, mm-hmm. and they say that, oh, the, the celebrities are, are making, are like, they are gaslighting the people. Mm-hmm. This is the thing. The problem that these people have to understand, that they feel to understand is this. Nigerians are hopeless. Exactly. People have prayed, fasted. They've fasted like, uh, what's it called? White fasting. I'm telling and nothing you. changed. See, there's no we demon in Nigeria. The demon in Nigeria is the political class. Mm-hmm. That the demon in Nigeria, that, that the one that the witches and wizards that your mother was talking about, hmm. is the political. Is the, because the whole places in the country is crazy. And I want to think about the palliative thing that people were. <laughs> in fact, that palliative. Eh, I'm not going to like. Some people are like, "Oh, these people are." St-. I'm like, "These people are going to steal." I'm like, "What? Are, they are taking what is theirs back. They're not stealing anything. They are taking what is theirs back." And, you know, I'm just like, why would you... People are starving in the country. COVID-19 hit. Some people did not have work to go to. They did not have money coming in. And you had this entire storage of food. This warehouse. This All about big, the country. I'm telling you, I was I was shocked. <laughs> I'm like, this is what they call greed. Yo. This is greed. This is wickedness. Like, Yo. you can't do this to your citizens. Like, they don't even care. They don't care about... They don't care about their citizens at all at all. And I'm just thinking... That I would say that they are finding it in different places. Like, ah, oh God, I don't even know what to say. That that issue alone is just like, it's just mad. It's just mad. And I just really feel like 
we need to we need to find better people to put in government because everybody all of them are thief. I'm telling you, <laughs> they I'm are all thieves, though. I beg. I'm telling you, like you know, I people like Shokuti has come up to say that it should be it should organized and all that, which is good. I support that. I think it's not it's not enough to fight for something. Mm-hmm. I mean, those that fought for independence or uh, that fought for this um, democracy, they fail to organize. That's why all these people hijack the system. And, you know, to see a state like Lagos where one man has become like a lord, like literally like a god. Exactly. You know, and we should not be lorded over anybody. I mean, like nobody should be lorded over the, the Nigerian people. Like, it's, it's crazy, but that's what people do when you, when you weaponize poverty and then you stifle growth and people and don't, people, say, people see you as the only means where they can get to, um, exactly, to a place of, exactly. of, of you know so it's 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 a lot they're of things that is purpose. going on they're it's, doing it on purpose I, I, at the end of the day i believe that this is my own thing i've said it before that nigeria as a nation i've got to change that constitution exactly and they've got to strengthen all the three arms of government especially the, the judiciary that they will not be cowed or bought by the executive so when all these all these all these bodies are operating independently, like the even the, the electoral commission, the INEC, they call them, yes. if they are if they become so independent that no political class can, and even the even election should be should be electronic, like it should like this world has changed now. If if you if you cast your vote, people should be able to see that you cast your vote in um, Abuja, like they don't yeah. need. I don't understand. So a lot of things have got to be in place. In place, yes. For things to change, but we must firstly work on that constitution. That constitution is not good.